Well, we are back again to this colossal podcast. This one's even a big one for us. You know that? Yeah, this big. one's huge. This is ginormous. It's number 20. It's number 20. The big 2-0. Yep, our podcast can't quite drink yet. No, it's almost there. It's almost there. If it were in Wisconsin, it could. Yes, as long as a parent or guardian, guardian. of the podcast yes. were, were in the in the hmm. bar. Right. Could, so we'll just take my laptop. And we'll bring it. And we'll bring it to the bar. Yes. And we'll just drink. And we did talk about earlier <laughs> having a beer for the podcast. Yeah. So maybe next year. Could be our, interesting. Or not next year, next episode, our podcast right. could go drinking. Maybe. So, yeah. yeah. Something to discuss. Yeah, I know. So I'm Steven. I'm Kevin. And this is Loot Time. So last time we talked about Ghostbusters and the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. That was fun, right? Yeah. Two yeah. giant franchises. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the items for those ones will be? I know we really, I don't know if we didn't necessarily got into those, but uh, I'm thinking the Stay Puff mm-hmm. is going to be for Ghostbusters because that's colossal. Right. And I mean, I already have a nice Stay Puff figure up there it's, that I got from Loot Crate. Is it special edition? It is a special edition. And I don't know why we didn't Ooh. have him on the table last time. I did not see that he is glittery. He is very glittery. I don't know if you would normally think of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. He is as... much larger on this than he is. <laughs> that is a tall, tall version. I know, isn't it? And he's, you know, doing the kung fu stance, which obviously he didn't do, do in the movie. Do you think the Ghostbusters would be able to handle that? The kung fu Stay If Puff? he knew kung fu? Probably not. He would, dude, Stay Puff could kick down a building. I mean, look at him standing on the on city of New York. It's precision right there. It is. He was doing, like, the crane from... Uh, um, Karate Pan- Kid. Oh, Karate Kid? Karate Kid, you know. Well, I guess Kung Fu Panda. I was going to say but, Kung Fu But, you Panda. know, like the Karate Kid up on the little post doing, yeah. the, doing the kick. That's his little stance, and he's even wearing the, uh, the... the bandana. Yeah. So that's a pretty cool. So, I mean, I already have a figure. I mean, maybe a Stay Puff shirt. Yep, I don't have cool. anything yet. Uh-huh. I mean, what about the Hulk? What do you think would be a good... Maybe something to do with, like, uh, like a fake vial of like radiated blood or something like that kind of like you know like those those fake halloween things that when you turn it upside down it looks like fake blood yep like maybe something like that something a little bit different something you wouldn't normally because i guess i mean they have had hulk before Uh in loot crate and i personally like the home goods yeah like anything home good related in like your oven mitt like my oven mitt and uh, i got a hulk bowl and it's a ceramic bowl and then it's like the Hulk's fingers are like holding the bowl up, and so that's Ooh. all you see on the outside of the bowl is just. What if the there fingers. was like a spoon version of that, where it was like the fingers around the spoon, so you had more to grab, more as... to grab, because the Hulk's hungry, right? He's got to eat. Gonna, he's got to eat. It's like grabbing something, could right? Be, or a fork, or a spork. Could be a Hulk spork. Get on that loot crate. I know, right? So that that'd be awesome. So. Hopefully those are some of the items we can see coming. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll have our unboxing video. Yes. And we'll show everyone what really was in it. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things about Loot Crate, if you guys don't know, um, is they always have one mystery franchise 
So if you guys watched her unboxing last month, mm-hmm. it wasn't really really anything necessarily special. It was a pin. It was the Big Lebowski was, right, was the I... pin. But what do you think a good colossal mystery franchise? What what's what do you think that franchise could be? That something that's missing. It could. What if uh, the Megalodon from the new Jason Statham movie? Maybe. They oh, be... there you go. Yeah. That could be that good. Could, like a poster, or a poster, or even a pin. Fa- you know, I don't. Pin. I mean, I don't mind the pins being the mystery franchise because it's something that kind of pops. It's something that right. you don't normally think about in the box, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. Um, but I wrote down maybe colossal. Yeah. I don't know. I think two on the nose. No. No. The mm-hmm. name of the name of the theme and and the the movie Colossal. I think a, I think it fits perfect. Think, think it fits perfectly. Have you seen Colossal? No. No. Do you you don't know what it's about? Mm-mm. No. It's an awesome indie flick. So it's about this girl, out of work girl, uh-huh. after getting kicked out of her apartment by her boyfriend. She was kind of an asshole. Um, is forced to leave her life in New York and move back to her hometown. Mm-hmm. And then when news reports surface that a giant creature is destroying Seoul, South Korea. Glory gra- uh, Gloria gradually comes to the realization that she is somehow connected to this uh, phenomenon. Um, as the ab- events begin to spin out of control, Gloria must determine why her seemingly insignificant existence has such a colossal effect on the fate of the world. So basically, so what you kind of learn from the movie uh, is there's this like sandbox play area, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever she enters the sandbox play area, this giant monster alien looking thing shows up in South Korea and it hits the fan. Like, and, just... Yep. And then, so like, I mean, she could do whatever she wants. She could step on things. She could destroy things. And the funny thing is she can't see what's going on. And at first she doesn't realize that she's actually first on a drunken stupor when she goes oh, back to her home. So she's, she's on the playground, dancing around, smashing things. And then here's a giant monster. The swinging South its Koreans arms, are just... all like, Oh, what's going <laughs> <Right>. on? <laughs> And then eventually she realizes that what she's that, doing that, well, and... that it's her. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, her best friend mm-hmm. comes onto the playground, and, and now then... a giant robot shows up in South Korea. So it's and I won't give away the ending. Okay. So I don't I don't want to spoil it for you because it's an amazing indie flick. Uh-huh. Um, and not a lot of people know know much about it. It's uh, Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. are the two main actors in it. But I uh, heard about it on Conan. Um, Conan O'Brien's TV show. Um, they had the, uh, director on there Mm -hmm. and also Kevin Smith on his podcast had the director. And so between both of those, I was like, this sounds like a really messed up movie and I think I want to see it. So I added it to my list when it got released on DVD and watched it. And yeah, it was funny, hilarious, kind of messed up. Once it gets towards the end of the movie, you actually, it gets kind of messed up. Like the lives directions. Yeah. I mean the lives of her life and, and Jason Sudeikis' life who even who stayed in the hometown for the whole time. Right. And I just, I don't know. I liked it. It was, it was one of those kind of heartfelt movies in a way, but you kind of realize you know what happens and you kind of feel sorry for the South Koreans. Cause right. Cause they don't know what's going on. Just a giant going. monster. <laughs> So it's like anyone who comes into the sandbox is something different. No, it was just her and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's the only two people that create well, monsters, basically, in 
But I thought it was funny. One was a giant like alien, right, and the, the other, other one's, one's a robot. robot. And you learn, you learn why they're those you, characters. Those characters. Interesting. So, so, so see it. I would highly recommend seeing it. Yes. So, what franchises do we have left? We have Jurassic Park and Godzilla himself. And I know you're a big fan of Godzilla. I could so go, on for, go on for hours. Well, yeah. this podcast has to end at some point. So you're going to have to just so cut we're gonna me off. we're going to have to cut you off, but that's okay. So I figure, how about, let's start with Jurassic Park. Sure. And then we'll move on from there. All right. Yeah. So, for those of you who have never seen Jurassic Park, I guess shame on you. Right. It's cause... been out since 93. Yeah, 1993, June 11th. So... King Fallen Kingdom is actually coming Just out around the corner. pretty much the 25th anniversary right. of Jurassic Park. I don't know if that was planned or not. Could have been. But, I mean, I guess the bringing back of uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm right. could have something to do with, with that. But for those of you who haven't seen it, obviously one of the big things we like doing on the show is telling you what it is, just in case. I mean, you could be... I guess, 20 years old listening to our podcast. And which not old And not know right? because it came out 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But your parents are bad for not showing you the Sheltering movie. you from such goodness. All right. So, it's uh, with huge advancements in scientific technology have enabled a mogul to create an island full of living dinosaurs. John Hammond has invented four individuals, or sorry, <laughs> has invited four individuals along to along with his two grandchildren which was definitely a stupid idea, uh-huh. to join him at Jurassic Park. But will everything go according to plan? A park employee attempts to steal dinosaur embryos, critical security systems are shut off are shut down, and it now becomes a race for survival with dinosaurs roaming freely over the island. Right? Did did you uh did you think it was gonna go well when you saw it? I mean, obviously you probably saw it's, the trailer and saw everything right. going nuts. But if you were a first timer, never seen the movie, didn't know what it was about, and you're like watching, ooh, pretty dinosaurs, and you know they're driving up in the little truck, and John uh-huh. Hammond shows them the brontosaurus for the first time, yeah. and you're like, ooh, did you think, well, this could go horribly, horribly wrong? Yeah, I think with the idea of having an island full of dinosaurs that have no, like human interaction like they're just you're it's wildlife and these things are massive like you've got to think of the worst scenarios yep. and if you don't you're you're stupid but i think if but since okay so if it was just herbivores right i think the island would have worked it could have it, because it, it could still be a little bit dangerous but it would it would be a lot safer than a t-rex Getting yeah. out or raptors or... Yeah, I mean, obviously it was all Dennis Nerdy's fault that everything fell apart. <sighs> He's the one that turned off the security systems and all drove All for greed. Through. Yep, all for greed, all for money. And he hid it all in his uh, Barbasol shaving, shaving cream. cream. He really liked that thing. You know, he uh, sprayed it in his hand. He's like, ooh. And it's like... Uh, and then he... Well, he put it on his pie. Yeah. Now, at first I was like, so is it shaving cream or is it just whipped cream? That... Right. Like, I, I didn't quite understand that. Like, was he actually, was it actually whipped cream or? Was it shaving was cream? Was it shaving was cream? It Did he eat it? I, can't, I honestly can't remember. Did he eat the pie after he put it on his pie? I hope not. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that it part because be I feel like he might have, but I'm not 100% sure. No judgments. So this movie, obviously it was a colossal movie. Yes. Big, big movie. 
box office hit 1.03 billion dollars. Now we just saw, you know, Marvel's Avengers crack the billion mark. Yeah, uh, two billion. Two, bil- two billion. Two billion now. Uh, Infinity War has reached over two billion. Wow. Right now. Now, if you look at it with inflation from 25 years ago, right? Is that just as good as Jurassic Park, or do you still think Jurassic Park without inflation still has that movie beat? Uh, I would. I would say. It would be close. Because, I mean, you're looking at ticket prices back then of five, six dollars. Right. Ticket prices now, twelve, fifteen. You know, it's, the 3D ones are like twenty dollars a ticket. I think it's it's much more easier for movies to make money these days because you've got social media, you've got you have a better market to advertise compared yeah, to what it movie, was back in the day. But this movie did have what no movie had before. Right. I mean, the CGI was... Special effects uh, were was, phenomenal. For for 25 years ago? Right, and the practical effects that they yep. used for. And the, and the dinosaurs were all robotic, too. Right. And they built them... I mean, have you ever Pretty seen much behind the, the scale? scale? They built them to scale. Everything was out. I mean, it was all shot, mm-hmm. you know, fairly live, fairly, you know, out there. Which I heard for Fallen Kingdom, they wanted to do more of that. Because, I mean, you kind of have to give that nod. As cool of a movie that was, too CGI-ish. Yeah. And and I, I think it's just because of the technology that you have. Everyone's like, oh, we have the technology, let's go buck wild and, and right. make it. Where 25 years ago, they didn't even have smartphones back then. Right. I'm sure they felt, if I had to take a guess, they still they shot that movie on, with film. Real, on real film. It wasn't right. digital. So, looking at that movie is just... Wow, what what Steven Spielberg did mm-hmm. with that movie just broke, broke barriers. I mean, yeah. it broke barriers around that time of filming to say, if we can do it, you know, everyone else can do it. And, the, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the budget of it was well up there and probably the 200, 250 million. Yeah, because it, be- it was a good selling book. But that now, you put 250 towards anything else, you're getting all CGI, all... Because it's paying, cheapest. You it's... know, it's the cheaper way to go, really. Yeah. Where back then, 250 got you a props lot. and everything. Right. So, do you remember how old you were when you saw it? I was a kid. I don't remember the exact age, uh, but I was a kid. Um, didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it on the classic VHS tape. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing you weren't quite old enough to see it in theaters. Neither was I. It came out in 93. No. I was only 10. I was three. Yeah, so yeah. look at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so obviously your parents would not take you to see no, Jurassic no, no, Park no. <laughs> uh, when you're three years old. Although uh, it might have freaked the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, did it scare you? I mean, if you don't remember how old you were, I mean, do you, do you know if you were kind of scared the first time you saw it? I remember or being excited. I was I was scared watching through it when uh, Wayne Knight got out of his Jeep, got spat on. We all know what happened to him. In case you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. Um, but, uh, and then the part two were like... Uh, oh, but he treated the Dilophosaurus like a dog, too. Yeah, that's... He's like, Doggy. He's not very respectful. It. Yeah, look at this guy. Does this guy? I would not. I would like treat him with the to... utmost respect. I know, right? This guy just looks because dangerous. We are not at the top of the food chain anymore. Um, and then when Ian uh, was just like, "When you gotta go, you gotta go," and the guy hid in the bathroom. Yep. And we all know how that turned out for I him. I know. Like, just he like. I do. My favorite part was the T Rex like tossing him up in the air, kind of like a like, tree. Yeah. yeah. And and 
chomping him down. And then mm-hmm. what was it? it was the goat part where the goat leg hits the, the roof where the kid's like, where'd the goat go? It's like, well, what do you think? I mean, it was just so freaky. I mean, I was growing up. I uh, loved dinosaurs. Yeah, I did. And I grew up in, in uh, Wisconsin and in, in Milwaukee. They had mm-hmm. a uh, uh, whole dinosaur section. Yeah. The one thing that freaked the crap out of me is they actually had animatronic dinosaurs there too yeah and there was a triceratops where the dinosaur actually just chomp out of it but the first few times i went to that place mm-hmm. i was kind of freaked out i was like oh That's... my god but then like after it kind of dwelled on me a little bit i'm like "Ooh, this is my favorite exhibit i kind of want to go see it right all That's, the time that's always been my most uh exciting areas to see like in a museum is dinosaurs like yeah. i mean it's always interesting they're old we don't i mean Realistically, uh, you can't quite say they existed. I mean, yeah, they fossils and records and stuff right. say they existed, but realistically, it could be like, oh, that's just science fiction. Dinosaurs never really existed. Plus, nowadays they're like, no, dinosaurs actually had feathers. They were more bird-like. They, they than were like, right. you know what I mean? So it's they're, like they're changing their minds. Their their ancestors are definitely here. I mean, like alligators, crocodiles, birds. Yep. Uh, but it's like their, their DNA still exists, but in much smaller, not in a little mosquito inside of a gem that you can no. extract and make maybe like in maybe. a secret government vault somewhere that you we don't the, know about. You think that's in the president's special book, like the creation of dinosaurs? Right. There probably is some island out there. That... Among like uh secret scientific uh, testing and. Area 51 alien stuff. I and... I mean, we all think Jurassic Park was filmed like that. You know, like all the fake the moon landing filming? Right. I guarantee you if Steven Spielberg was like, hey, do you have an island full of dinosaurs that we could film on? Those are real dinosaurs. Those are real dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, the the killing part, yeah, that was that fake. That was real. No. No, was that it? was real. No, no that yeah. was fake. Because they were using actors. <laughs> we know they're still alive. Well, I guess we don't know if the lawyer's still alive. Right. I don't know if I've seen him in any other movies. Yeah, I don't know. But you could he, just... He you was definitely just... not fake. No, no, he was he was not. And I mean, if you cut open Jeff, take have Jeff Goldblum take his shirt off, there might be a scar. Just yeah, up it. He still know. got it. He still has it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, really, if if the government had a secret island dinosaurs to film on, they wouldn't tell anyone. They'd make no. Steven Spielberg sign something, and be like, "This is this is all fake," just to let you know. Right. So, yeah. Did you have a favorite part of the movie that just stood out? Uh, I would say the final fight when, like, the T-Rex just comes in and just, like, you you want to say, like, the T-Rex helped Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and whatnot, but then it's just, like, it's, it's, it's the food chain. It's the natural, you know, yeah. it's the T-Rex, and the, the raptor. I- and the iconic roar, too. Right, when, and when the, 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 banner the banner coming down. down. I mean, that's really iconic. That's kind of when you think Jurassic Park. You kind of think that. And the cool thing was, that was in the trailer. Uh, obviously, the cool thing about trailers is you never you don't know, know what part of the movie you, you're seeing. You're seeing, but obviously, you know everything gets destroyed. Even the trailer shows the park collapses and, right. and, and stuff happens. Uh-huh. But uh, that's really like my, one of my favorite iconic parts of the movie, too, is just the banner falling. And, and that roar. And that roar. And be like, okay, get off my island. This is my island. Go, get but I guess one of my other favorite parts, I mean, uh, Wayne Knight is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a crazy actor from Seinfeld, you know, Third Rock, Third from, Rock the from the Sun, like a lot of movies. He is just a crazy character. Uh, and 
him with the yeah, I'll debug the systems, blah 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 blah. Eat no, my uh, butterfingers. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, <laughs> it was just really comedic. Something in that type of movie, and he was really the only comedic character aside from you know Ian Malcolm, you know Jeff Goldblum. He had a little uh, bit of comedy in there too. Yeah, but Wayne Knight really gave that you know spark of comic relief. And then yeah, Samuel Jackson, who's in everything, mm-hmm. you know, given his little two bits like that's kind of funny like a lot of his movies he's really never in those movies he Uh, just has small cameos in like every movie so i like that part the the -uh -uh and shutting down the the system (laughs) you didn't say the magic word -uh -uh. like whoa like please please he's smoking a cigarette (laughs) so favorite character i'd have to say sam neill sam neill yeah any particular reason uh just like, he was the leader. He was, like, he knew. Like, besides Jeff Goldblum, but, like... Yeah, Jeff Goldblum knew the place was screwed. Right, he knew it was a bad idea, but, like, Sam Neill was so interested because you were introduced to him in the beginning of the movie. Yep. Uh, and then he scares that kid with the uh, the claw, the raptor. Yep, that was awesome. That was, that would, that would be, like, an old crap moment. Like, a wake-up call. Uh, but, no, like, just his leadership. Like, he... I mean, he saved the kids. Yep. And even though that he wasn't a fan of kids, too, kind of through the whole movie. Right. He was like, dude, I don't like kids. I don't want to sit with them. The, the little nerdy kid was like, I read your book, and, and you're on page. He's that's like, cool. You know, it's like, like a, that's... He's like a creepy, like, Star Trek-y yeah. type guy. He's like, in episode 5-213, your character said this. This didn't mean that. He okay, was, you know, kid. kind of, you know, say, yeah. saying that out of Sam Neill's book. Like... Oh, this this really didn't happen. What do you have to say? What do you have to say about that? Right. The thing that that real quick, the thing that got me was uh, when he he's got the granddaughter and the grandson, and those two made it over the uh, electrified fence. Oh yeah. And when they're rebooting the power and whatnot, would you rather jump fifteen feet and risk getting caught, but maybe like spraining an ankle or something like that, or would you get tens? Of thousands of volts rushed through your body. I think I would go for the jump. Yeah, and that kid didn't do it. I was no, like, he was. You're an idiot. He was scared though. Like, I mean, he didn't know. I mean, obviously, he was like, "I'll catch you. I'll catch you." Uh-huh. But I mean, he didn't know. He didn't know what was gonna happen. But yeah, the ten thousand volts going through his body. I mean, that's, that would, that's rough. That would hurt, and he yeah. was unconscious. Like he had to do CPR to get him. Right. You know, to get him back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I still think my favorite, I've been a Jeff Goldblum fan mm-hmm. forever. Like seriously, for the longest time, I've been the biggest Jeff Goldblum fan. I actually got some Jeff Goldblum glasses once, you know, the yeah. iconic glasses that he wears. Yeah. I got a pair of those cause I, <laughs> I liked it so much. He's just funny. He just knows how to say the right thing. He knows stuff's going to happen. Um, his whole chaos theory you know, was was amazing. He uh-huh. even didn't like the lawyer and like John Hammond was like, dude, all you guys are against me except for the bloody lawyer. <laughs> like he thought the lawyer was going to be like, this is the stupidest idea. People are going to die here. But the lawyer was like, dude, we're going to make millions, millions of, of dollars. Money. See, and that's, it's, it all comes down to greed. Yep. And I think bringing the kids was the stupidest idea. You're like, I get inviting like uh, a lawyer, a lawyer, <clears throat> of course, a, I, mean, I guess I don't know Ian Malcolm's exact purpose. Obviously, he was like a chaotician or right. or whatever, and I kind of get that. And obviously, the paleontologists, uh, they're dinosaur experts. They, but family? 
I don't know, man. Especially, well, he thought nothing was going to go wrong. He was like, oh, we got the fences. He didn't count on, you know, Dennis being a dick. Right. He didn't count on him Always crashing his... think of the worst scenarios. I don't know why they even hired him. Didn't he even say it, so I was like, I don't even know why I hired that guy. Right, yeah. He was he the just... best for what we had. I mean, obviously he couldn't keep a secret. Dude told the... the... Had a loud mouth. Uh, what was that guy's name? Um, the, the guy that came to buy the... The embryos. Oh, Dotson. yeah. Yeah. We got Dotson here. Right. Like, he's like, don't see, no one cares. Right. Like, they're going to know what's going on on that island. Right. All right. One other thing. Yep. So I said, we got favorite part, favorite character, favorite dinosaur. It could either be from the park or, you know, your favorite dinosaur overall. Uh-huh. have one. Or one that you wished would have been in the, in the movie that you didn't see. Uh. Ooh. I would I would have to go either with the uh, the T Rex, uh, or I'd have to go with Blue from uh, Jurassic World. Just Blue, not blue. Velociraptors in general. Just, just Blue. Just Blue. Like you saw, like at the end of Jurassic World, like your your the size comparison of Blue. To the Dominus Rex and Blue still went on the attack. Like, no fear. Like, just went all in. Yeah. I think, I yeah, I'd have to go with Blue. Yeah. I like Velociraptors. They're pretty fun. T-Rexes with the short arms always made me laugh. Like, right. obviously, they, what's the purpose of their arms if they can't pick anything up? Right. And I feel like it was more for balance, maybe. But then when they had, you know, the hybrid... Uh, you know, hybrid dinosaur, like mm-hmm. they had, they mixed T-Rex in there, but the arms are long enough to actually grab something and, and roll it over. And I was like, well, now you're just, I mean, now you're really going out of the box. Now right. you're like, okay, well, he has the power, he has the powerfulness of the T-Rex, uh-huh. but he can actually use his hands this time. Right. So, I don't know. So what about your feelings of Jurassic Park 2, Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3? Uh they live up to the hype? Or were they just kind of throwaway movies? And I felt like the third movie was a throwaway because it's like I get the understanding of how like Jurassic Park ended, and then it's like then you go back in the in the Lost World, right? They went yep. back to the same island, yep. and then they brought the dinosaurs back. And the second one was the one that I saw the least, but I always felt bad because when the T Rex gets loose in San Diego. It eats the dog. Yeah, he's like, got the man, little collar hanging from his mouth. Man, you, you always feel worse about the animals than you do the humans. Well, do you think that was kind of a throwback to the goat, though? I yeah. think it was kind of a throwback to the eating of the goat. Because then you saw, like, yeah, the chain and whatnot. The chain, yeah. I mean, if they didn't go back to San Diego, I think I would have liked the movie more. I think having the T-Rex roam through San Diego is just kind of stupid. Yeah. But, that's what the, that's what, but see, now I'm going to see The Fallen Kingdom. I'm going to be like... Well, that's what they're just redoing. They they made Jurassic World, uh-huh. built the dinosaurs, park went to crap, people died, blah, blah, blah. Fallen Kingdom, okay, we're going back to the island, we're going to mm-hmm. take the dinosaurs, bring it to the city. It's really just, it feels like they're repeating themselves again. Like, like that's what it feels like, and it's like, can't you come up with something new? Right, and that's what, uh, this is a side note, and we could talk about it another time, but that's how... Um, 
at least I felt, and maybe some others about the new Star Wars film. Exactly, yep. It's just a rehash. Yep, and it's like, okay, so I get that it's 20 years into the future, and you want to do something new. And Jurassic World did that. It's right. Like, we made it safe. Like, okay, they took John Hammond's idea, mm-hmm. they made it safe. You know what? They, but relatively, people, right. they actually had people visiting. They actually had. That. But my argument is, is like you saw the example of what happened in the first time around, and the second time around. It's like, why would you try and risk opening another park, knowing what happened previously? Well, I feel like, like that's why they're bringing Doctor Ian Malcolm into the king into Fallen Kingdom because he's you know he's just, just going to be a bitch fest, right? You know he's, he's going to be, like, be like, I told you, I told you, I told you, like. <laughs> This is why I stayed away. I just hope he's not like a Brian Cranston of like Godzilla. Like how, like, you know, he's what you see in the trailer where he's like in the room, like in a courtroom or whatever. And then like, yep. that's it. That's all you see of him. Yeah, I'm gonna I, don't be so be a, I don't want it to be a cameo. I want him to be an he, actual. He's got to be like a side character. Yeah. Someone that maybe not in every scene, but someone that kind of interacts with everyone and. Like, right. him and Chris Pratt, it'd be really funny to see them interact. Go back and forth. Because he's all for dinosaurs as long as they're trained and, and stuff like that, because that's and, what he grew up on, right. grew up with. And then he's like, dude, I lived through the crap of the original I, Jurassic right. Park. And I know what could happen. I could have told you. I was that, there. <laughs> I could have told you Jurassic World was going to fall apart if someone would have just right. picked up the phone and said, we should said, call this guy. But, but the, it was the doctor. It was the doctor from the very first Jurassic Park. That helped Jurassic World. You know, right. They paid him a shit they ton of money. They wanted something big and scary for a new attraction. They kept it top secret what they put in it. One of it was Raptor, yep. which we saw. Uh, another one was a... It was a type of fish. The, the, the camouflage yep. that it had was the fish. That was kind of cool, I guess. Um... But it was cool to finally see the aquatic dinosaurs. Yep, something something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a little bit lastly, um, have you ever been to Universal Studios out in California? No. No? So Sadly. you never ridden on the Jurassic Park ride? As much as I would like to, I have not. I'm assuming you have. Several times over. So, tell me all about it. Okay, so, you're in a little boat. Uh-huh. So, not a car, unfortunately. But it, it looks kind of like a Jeep. And you're flowing down the river, and you uh, see the tiny little dinosaurs from, you know, the, uh, more of the second movie than the first movie. The oh, yeah, the little ones that eats, that, like, the... Yeah, you know, the Russian guy. Yeah. And you kind of see a little bit bigger dinosaurs and, and stuff like that. Then you get to the gates. You actually get to go through the, the Welcome the to Jurassic gates. Park yeah. gates. And then you kind of flow around a corner. You see Mr. Dilophosaurus. You see a few other dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom. So then you come around the corner, and all of a sudden you got this giant wall, mm-hmm. like the dam wall, where like the jeep goes over, and all of a sudden you hear a giant roar. You see the car come crashing over, and then all of a sudden you get up the river, more raptors start popping up. Yeah, and, and then you get like explosions of water because it's a water ride, uh-huh. and then you feel like you're just getting chased. You know, kind of the whole ride, the boat starts moving faster. Mm-hmm. And then you go crickety, 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 crickety. It's one of those water rides that go <laughs> yeah. down and splash and big splash. Uh, but you go crickety, crickety, crickety up. Uh, and then giant T-Rex head. Like right uh, at the top. Right before you go like over the uh, top. Like the T-Rex have already eaten. You go down the waterfall and then splash, boom. I went on this water ride literally seven, eight times in a row when I went to Universal Studios my first time. Mm-hmm. I had the benefit of the doubt. 
It was with my youth group growing mm. up, and it was for our convention. So they shut down the whole park at night, uh-huh. which they never do, rare, or rarely do. And we had the whole park to ourselves. Like 500, 400, 500 kids. Mm-hmm. Whole park to ourselves at night. Because Universal Studios normally closes at like 5 o'clock, I think. Yeah. So we had the run of the park all night. So we rode the E.T. ride a million times, rode the Jurassic Park ride a ton. I mean, we were soaked after riding the Jurassic Park ride so many times. Right. Um, But sad news mm-hmm. is it's closing this year. They're actually ending the run well, of the Jurassic Park ride. I think I saw something uh, that... They were making one for Jurassic World. They are. They're going to wipe out the whole thing, and they're mm-hmm. going to put in a brand new bells and whistles, blah, 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 for Jurassic World. And I'm like, but this was like a they classic. Were... Right. Like, how Some can Something that you... shouldn't be touched. No. Like, how can you tear it down? Now, they did tear down the E.T. ride as well. And what was the E.T. ride? <laughs> we were on the bicycle on and whatnot. On the bicycle, and then you take off, and then you go to E.T.'s home world, and they're singing and dancing. Really? It was so fucking stupid. What but, the... <laughs> but But to be fair, it was obviously meant for kids. Right. But yeah, you do the whole bike thing, like flying through the moon and <laughs> flying over the cops. And, like, it's, yeah. it's a legit ride, but they got rid of that, too, and I was kind of oh, sad. No. <laughs> well, the best part was is at the beginning of the ride, when you get in, you tell uh. the operator what your name is. Oh, so then it will repeat your name. It will repeat your E.T. will say goodbye to you at the end of the ride. They had an animatronic E.T. Elliot. I know, that would be really funny. (laughs) But 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 here's the best part. We were all alone. Uh, And we could, we we screwed around. We made E.T. say the stupidest stuff. You know, like the, the, uh, Moe's Tavern gag. Oh yeah, that was about to we, say. We made we made him say Mike Roch. We made him say, "Hey, would you blow me?" <laughs> we, do we make ET say some of the most screwed up names? And they allowed it because they, it wasn't open to the general public at the time. It was just right. for us. So they were like, "Okay, let's screw around. Let's have a good time." Uh, and they let us, which was real, which was really awesome. But yeah, as far as the Jurassic Park ride goes, I mean, that is so iconic. Like, right. I get the E.T. ride, you need to open up space, you need to do something. Okay, it's a kiddie ride. But this was a huge attraction. This wasn't a small portion of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I mean, it was huge. It took up and a certain percentage it, of the... Of the park. And so, I, it's sad that I'm not going to make it out there one more time to ride it, because honestly, I really would. My kid's not going to be able to experience At it. At least you can say that you have to, you, you've been on it. I so can. you have that experience. And I, but then this, I gotta dig up photos. I know, obviously I know I took photos at some point. I right. gotta find them. But then this is, it's like, uh, like Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. 80s and 90s, fantastic. But kids these days, they have uh, crap. They have crap, but then to them it could be appealing. Yep. So this is it, this could be as appealing for them. Yep. So I don't know how this Jurassic World ride is going to be, but I'll tell you, I'm probably going to ride it and miss. I'm going to I'm going to ride it. I'm going to go there and ride it. I'm going to be like, God, I wish I was on a water ride. I don't know if they're making it a water ride, right. or not, but but I guarantee you, here's what here's what my theory is. Uh huh. Because there's not much on it, they're trying to keep it a little low key. But right. I bet you you're going to be in one of those wheelie ball things. Oh. And you're going to be going around something with animatronics and, and whatnot. I guarantee you that's... Do that's... you think when you go on it, is it going to be like, there's going to be so much hype to be on this ride, you're going to be a little let down that it doesn't live up to the classic Jurassic Park ride? I mean, Universal Studios hasn't done that really yet with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought Harry... I mean, I wanted to go to the Harry Potter world really badly. Right. And it wasn't... 
yeah, the hype was huge and the lines were ridiculously long, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't a letdown. It, it really wasn't. I mean, for what it was, yeah, maybe the lines didn't have to be long. I like the I like the actual city, the hog like uh, Hogsmeade, not Hogsmeade. What was three? Uh, what was the name of the city? Where he gets like his wand. Like, Diagon Alley. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that, I think was a lot better because you can get like a butter beer. You and... get a butter beer. I got my wand sitting up there. Yeah. I mean, Universal Studios did such a great job it was building like the world, being on a set. Yep, it was. It really, really was. And and as as okay as the rides were, mm-hmm. just experiencing the actual world of Harry Potter, right, was awesome. And then then I'm. Um... Pretty positive. Then the employees working there were dressed up like they wizards. Were, and... yep. So I, they they did a great job with it. And I don't. I Universal Studios has done nothing but amazing things with the park. So I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a bad thing. But getting rid of it is a little is sad. a little bit disappointing. Now yeah. the most disappointing, a little bit off topic, but the yep. most disappointing thing about Universal Studios What's that? was when they got rid of the DeLorean. Now it's still in the Ooh. lot. One of my friends works for Universal Studios, and uh, he, he did assure me mm-hmm. that that it is still on it's, the lot. It's still there, but not. But they did pull it off, and you know what they put in his place? Huh. Uh, uh, Fast and the Furious display of the cars. That's they gross. Got rid of the DeLorean to put that in. There, there comes a point in time where <laughs> things become ridiculous. I know. And you replace such a classic icon with moneymaker. <laughs> movies like the fast and furious have become yep like it's just i would i i think that was a horrible choice all right well we're 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 going fast and we're furious going right now but so just a couple so i found this website seven fantastic things you don't know about jurassic park mm-hmm. now we're not going to go through all of them because you know we got to continue can't moving, be choosers but i'm going to give you i'm going to give you one huh? and then you guys can find this on our website lootimepodcast.com Mm-hmm. If you guys want to check out some of the other awesome things, so uh, we could have had a goth Rassic Park. So filmmaker Steven Spielberg was informally promised the director's chair from Jurassic Park author Michael Crichton. They worked together before the book was even published. So before the book even came out, mm-hmm. Crichton promised Spielberg the director's chair, which is kind of awesome if yeah. you think about it, because he did. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones, that was his big stuff and, before. Uh, Close Encounters, The Third Kind, so, yeah, Jaws. Jaws. So a lot of that stuff came before, and he, he must have saw that and been like, nope, you could do this justice. Mm-hmm. So they met while working on what would eventually be the primetime NBC show ER and hit it off. I didn't know Michael Crichton had anything to do with ER, but okay. Yet publishers still uh, instituted a bidding war, and directors like Tim Burton, Ooh. Richard Donner, and James Cameron were all in contention. After a, a week after the sale, Steven Spielberg got the gig. Could you imagine a Tim Burton Jurassic Park? You know, Johnny Depp would have been Ian Malcolm. They yep. would have had Jeff Goldblum. It would have been Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, uh, Danny DeVito, <laughs> Michael Keaton, Jack Sam Nicholson. Neal, Michael Keaton and Sam Neill? Yeah. Okay, who would have been jo- uh, John Hammond? John Hammond, Danny, that could Danny, be... Danny DeVito? That, I don't know. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, you're Jack right. Jack Nicholson could be that. Okay, Den- Dennis Nerdy. Um, uh, no, see, I think Ian Malcolm would be a better Johnny Depp. Right. Um, maybe... There's another Tim Burton actor. Can't think of it. Okay, T-Rex would be played by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> And the well, raptor the... <laughs> would be played by Vin Diesel. No. Yep. 
You got you got Sam Jackson on the T-Rex. I am Velociraptor. I am Velociraptor. You've got Sam Jackson on the T-Rex. You've got uh, Louis Anderson as the raptor. Ooh. (laughs) Louis Anderson. Well, Louis Anderson could be the Dennis Nerdy character. Yes, okay, we'll include Louis Anderson. So, yeah, we could have had uh, a definitely different Jurassic Park. I'm just, yeah. See, I think Richard Donner would have done it pretty good justice, and I think James Cameron might have done it justice, but Tim Burton... That would have been the weirdest. I'm Jurassic thinking of Park. like a like a yeah like a a gothic. Everyone's got yep. the eyes and everything like. And obviously, Danny Elfman would have done the score. Yeah, can't complain about that. No, he always does amazing scores. Although, except for Justice League, I was not too pleased. It it could have been more epic. Yeah, in my opinion, but it was cool to hear the classic theme. Yep. So yeah. So uh, you can find the rest of the fantastic things. I know that got your mouth watering of what other fantastic things you right. know about Jurassic Park. So. Head over to Loot Time Podcast, and I'll have the link right underneath the episode so you guys can check, check it, out. it out. All right. So, um, now he might not be a dinosaur. Maybe he is. I'm not 100% not too, like, sure. Yeah. But he is a lizard, just kind of dinosaurish. Mm-hmm. And he is colossal. And uh, he is? He's Godzilla. He's Godzilla. So, now I have a nice little synopsis if you want to tell us what, what, God, sorry, what Godzilla is about. Yeah, okay. So I mean you could probably you probably don't even need the synopsis, but if you want to use it as a Okay. As I'll a, I'll uh, I'll read it anyway. Uh so Godzilla himself is a monster originating from a series of Takusatsu films. I probably butchered that <laughs> word, my bad. Uh of the same name from Japan. The character first appeared in Ishiro Honda's nineteen fifty four film, Godzilla, and became a worldwide pulp culture icon, and he did in fact. Appearing in me- in media including 29 films produced by Toho, three Hollywood films, and numerous video games, novels, comic books, television shows, it is often dubbed the King of the Monsters, which is a cool title to have. Uh, a phrase first used in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the Americanized version of the original film with so, Raymond Burr and yep. the added scenes and whatnot. So obviously you're a big fan. Yes. I never really watched the Huge. old films. Yeah. I mean, I never watched the old films, the black and whites. I've uh, seen bits and pieces of them. I mean, so what do, what do you like most about Godzilla? What's what's uh, your... He always... Not always, uh, but um, he's just... He's understood. Like, he's yeah. just... Um, Godzilla Smash? Godzilla Smash. <laughs> like, it's just... It's the giant monster fights. It's the, uh, it's the, the fake buildings. I always thought as a kid it would be so cool to have... Uh, a rubber suit and just a fake toy town and just smash everything. You never did that with like your Lincoln logs, make it like a lock. I did. I did that. You know, those giant templates for Legos, the green ones. Oh yeah. And, uh, I used to have Godzilla figures and just make buildings and whatnot and just crush them and whatnot. But, uh, it's the monster fights, uh, not so much of like the character aspects, but just like, uh, yeah, just, the comparison and the these struggles that he goes through with these different fights, like obviously, like one of his uh, huge nemesis of his is King Ghidorah, which he's fought numerous times, and to which he's gonna be in the new Godzilla movie coming out next year. Awesome. So, which is gonna be awesome. Uh, I mean, did you did you have a favorite Godzilla? I did, Which's and one? it's probably one that not a lot of people enjoy because it's like being on an acid trip 
Okay. Uh, so is it? It's not burning Godzilla, is it? Almost. Okay. Uh, so it was a 1971 film called uh, Godzilla vs. Hedorah. Okay. Um, but in America, it was Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. <laughs> and uh, so in the early 70s, there was a huge pollution problem in Japan. Oh, okay. And uh, there was a specific uh, producer, I think it was Tanaka, I think. Um, but somebody huge in the Toho film industry was in the hospital so he couldn't be in the process of making the new Godzilla movie so uh, a guy named by uh, Bano um, came in and instead of making like a proper Godzilla movie he kind of made a Godzilla movie with an anti-pollution theme theme to it so it It was was, more of a propaganda film yeah so it was basically like the huge pollution problem uh an asteroid came down um with bacteria on it that landed in a polluted area of the sea um it mutated into a giant sulfuric acid sludge looking tadpole (laughs) and there was like four different stages to this thing it was like a a four-legged creature then a a flying disc um and then uh and then like just huge like uh, up on two legs, it was taller than Godzilla and whatnot, but it was like being on an acid trip. I mean, it was like bright colors, and it was like singing about saving the earth and anti-pollution. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, now, it was trippy. Now, obviously, it was created in Japan. Right. But is is was there a specific reason that the Japanese decided, oh, a big monster destroying our city would be the best... It was. Film? I think it was along the lines of like the um, the aftermath of World War II. Oh, okay. And so then they used uh, the fallen of World War II as like the souls that fueled Godzilla. Oh, okay. So like it was a rage against like their own people. Yeah. Um, and I remember reading that uh, when the first movie came out in 1954 in Japan. Um, obviously the special effects back then looked real. Yeah. Uh, so when people were actually in the theater watching the movie, there's a scene of that actual theater in the movie. Oh, wow. That's so when awesome. they thought when Godzilla was Smashing by the movie it. theater that he was actually there and people started freaking out. And that was early enough in the in film history that right. you don't really know. Right. I mean, you're watching news. The funny thing is you're watching newsreels uh-huh. prior to a movie starting. Right that back then, that's what it was. You watched a newsreel and then you in watched a movie the movie. Th- yeah, and so they could have been like, "Oh, did they not turn off the newsreel? Right, is this live? Is this like outside?" Every, everyone starts panicking. When like what they did with and the, then someone from the movie theater runs it down. It's just it's, 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 movie. it's just the movie. Just the movie. Like what they did with War of the Worlds on the radio. Yes, exactly. Now is Godzilla? Now he's fighting all these monsters. Is Godzilla uh. smart? Like it, it feels like the movies I've seen or the bits right. that I've seen, he's he's actively destroying these monsters and going at it, which would lead me to believe he actually, unlike most he, lizards and dinosaurs, right. he actually has a brain of some sort. But then again, he he in some movies he's there, just out to destroy Japan, right? To, or is it more of an accident? Is it's there. They're like back and forth. He's uh he's on a, a war path. He's a hero. He's an anti-hero. He's, um, in some movies, he's been diagnosed that he has two brains. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's just, they can't really choose what he wants to be. Like, in the 60s 
and early 70s he was like a kid fanatic like he was popular with kids he okay. was he was picked to you know be the like hero the year too, yeah thing. and then in other films he was picked to be the bad guy yeah um and then other monsters come hoping that they defeat Godzilla and whatnot yeah. now and, back then was it a guy in a suit or was it a puppet uh in the first movie actually uh a lot throughout like the 50s and 60s and and I think into the 70s there was puppets um models um a man in a suit okay the man in the suit uh in the first film it weighed just hundreds of pounds and it was in uh um that cement that uh Kind of like that drying cement you can put, like oh, a, like paper mache type. Yeah, and it got so hot in there oh, that I bet. and uh, but yeah, a lot of um, models, especially in King Kong vs Godzilla, yeah, uh, you can tell that it's puppets, Puppet movie, and yeah. then you just have like the props in the front, so it's just kind of like, yeah, but. Yeah, those old black and white movies, definitely. Even right. the King Kong ones, like, you knew it was puppeteering and it was on a... But, I mean, it, it the mm-hmm. way it was filmed, I think, like, filming back then just was more of an art form, too. Right. Because, obviously, it was brand new, mm-hmm. and you they were still trying to figure out the best ways to do it. Right. But it felt like they were so professional doing it, too. They felt mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, this might wind up... I, they weren't saying it back then, but right. it's one of those... If they saw it now, oh, I get why this is just on sci-fi at midnight. Oh or yeah, at I thought about cause... that too. Like, holy crap, and this did not age well. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's one of those things. Like now would be considered more of like a college film or a, a homemade film. Right. Where back then, that's professional. Like that's that, what those guys it, did. Right. And it, I think it was for me. I think it was a huge gamble because obviously you had the. The 98 film that a lot of people enjoy, but they don't classify him as like a proper Godzilla. Where, where was that? Where did that take place? Was that New York or was that, that was, LA? It was New York. The thing was is that's, that... That's uh, what got me the most. Okay, so yeah. if, if Godzilla came from Japan, because uh-huh. he obviously came up out of the water. Right. And, and so, but he came up out of the Pacific Ocean. Uh-huh. Or I'm sorry, the Atlantic Ocean because it was New York. Yeah. So did... He go all around? the way around the earth, and then, like, right? Like, did they? Did they say? I I can't honestly. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I can't right. remember if they were like, oh, he came from Japan mm-hmm. and came to the United States, or it's just a whole new Godzilla that just so happened to, right, be here. Because I think in that movie it was uh they did the atomic testing. Yep. But then instead of being what it was in the Japanese films, it was like iguanas that were caught yes. in radiation. Yep. And then the throwback was that he sunk a Japanese fishing ship or something like that. Yep, off the coast. Yeah, off the coast or whatever. But but, that, but I was like, how does he get to New York? He right, because he'd have to go all the way. Let's see, tip tiptoed across the states without anyone noticing right in the night just yep quietly in the mountain he could hide in the mountains just see i don't know what would happen if he got to like iowa and nebraska there's nothing there's nothing to hide and he's like (laughs) you don't see me then he's got the tree or something like Like the old school cartoon walking across i mean then again no one lives in nebraska i'm sorry if you guys are from nebraska but it's very no one lives there. It's, like North yeah, Dakota, it, South Dakota, Iowa, maybe a little bit of Iowa, but it's Lincoln and Omaha, and then that's it. Exactly. There's so like, he could he could have snuck across without anyone noticing, right? There's so the, much the, corn. taking the back roads, right? 
and he had food. He had the corn. Yeah. Maybe that's where the crop circles came from. There, it was really Godzilla stomping through the that the could corn. have been it. Yeah. And they just thought it was aliens, but it was really Godzilla. So he could climbing through. But yeah. I just, I think, I don't know. I think people still have Godzilla as like the cheesy '50s and '60s and '70s character that, like, if they see him today, that's what they think that it's going to be, but... I well, thought... now the newest one. Yeah. So the newest one was definitely done a little bit better. Better. Uh, He's bigger. Bigger, yes. Uh, More colossal. I... Very colossal. <laughs> um, at that time, he was the tallest Godzilla on record. Uh, by... Si- I'm assuming by film size, right? Film size, yeah. Like... He was, compared to the Japanese films, the 2014 one... Was the tallest. Because it seemed all like the other Godzillas went up to like skyscraper height. Right, and, and he was like three hundred. Yeah, this guy towered uh, much higher. Above. Yeah, and it was good. It was. Um, I liked the uh, the teasing of him. Like you didn't see him, but then you saw hints of him. But then it's like when it was pulling away from the fighting, like when you see him at the airport, like they're gonna clash, and then it pulls away. I was like, what are you doing? Like, that's a classic Godzilla movie. Yeah. Like, you got to show them fight. Yeah, and that was San Diego, right? That's where that took place? I think Hawaii. Or Hawaii. Oh, yeah. was it Hawaii? It didn't, they didn't make it all the way to California. And then, they, yeah, they made it all the way to San Fran. Yeah, it was San had... Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So, so see, there you go. So, if he did come from Japan... He'd go to he, California. He'd go to California. But then this new one, uh, I don't know, it's going to be, like, all over the place. Because, like I said earlier, it's... Nowadays, it's it's much more easier to advertise because you can have websites for your movies. And, yeah. like, what they're doing with this new Godzilla movie is that just the advertising of, like, there's, uh, like, artifacts in some sort of country for Mothra. In Mexico, yep. there's a volcano for Rodan. In Antarctica, there's the devil with three heads, which is King Ghidorah. Yep. And then, we saw some of that at the end of King Kong, too. Right. It's what... You know, the cave kinda, paintings. Yeah, the cave paintings that kind of drove it out a little bit. Yeah. So a little bit farther out, we got Godzilla versus King Kong. Yep. I mean, do you think they're going to go back to the old King Kong versus Godzilla and do I the think... same kind of storyline? Or who do you think is going to win? Who's going to come out ahead? Um, you don't have to From what it. I've read, that this time around, there's going to be a definitive winner. Because, oh, okay. like, there's... I haven't seen the original Japanese 1962 film, but apparently the American one is different from the Japanese one. So, like, in the American one, you see King Kong. In the Japanese one, you see Godzilla. But, like, in this one, I've read that this one's going to have a definitive winner. Like, someone's going to win in this fight. They're not going to be, like, fighting, and then all of a sudden they're like, A greater threat comes up. Well, no, I'm saying that they're fighting, and they're like, well, wait a minute. Why, why are, are we why, fighting? Why are we fighting? Right. We're both giant creatures. Let's just destroy everything else, and we'll just yeah. inherit the earth. Because another thing too is like, how like are you gonna pull the whole stunt again of pulling Kong from the island, or like are you gonna have something like where Godzilla goes to the island? I don't know. I feel like it'd almost be because if you did it right, uh, I don't. Well, you go back to the. I mean, okay, so. This King Kong, did it? It was supposed to be like the first introduction of Kong. Was yeah. That kind of, okay. This so is a new. This was a new introduction. Okay. Yeah. So now you have the the femme fatale going to the island yeah. with the film crew to act because this was capture. Yep. Right. This was soul capture. This had nothing to do with making a movie or filming. Right. right. Yeah. This yeah. Was, uh, a, so John Goodman wanted to prove that there were giant that it monsters. Actually, yeah. That it existed. So yeah. this one. You could be the whole film crew aspect of it and, yeah. and the capturing of Kong. 
Now, I don't know what they could possibly use besides maybe 100 Apache helicopters to carry to them, carry them but back. But here's the thing is that a lot of people are, are confused because when they saw Kong Skull Island, they're like, okay, so he's going to be fighting Godzilla in a couple of years, and he's only 100 feet tall. And a lot of people didn't catch the memo that even the director said that this is this is an adolescent Kong. Yes, like, yep, yep. His parents are dead. You saw that in the movie. Yep. Um, and it looked like they were about almost the same size as him at that age. Yeah. Uh, and I'm guessing it's gonna something's going to happen where he's going to skyrocket to be the same height as Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, he's nuclear, so, right? Or do they consider him nuclear, I th- Kong? I think he's like, some Some on that aspect, is it's got to happen. To I make th- him larger. He's like an earthbound uh, uh, kaiju. Yeah. Like, in the 2014 film, they established that they went underground to feed on the Earth's radiation. Yep. But I don't think Kong or anything like that did any of that. Yeah. So I think he's so. like a an organic, uh, if you will, kaiju. All right. So who do you do you think there's going to be? A, who do you think's the clear cut winner? Kong or Godzilla? Who's coming out ahead? I feel like Kong's got the the bronze and the brain. But then... Uh, Godzilla's we, got the teeth. He's got oh, the teeth, know. the tail, the claws, and the fire breath. But Kong has the establishment that he can make anything his weapon. And he's fast. He is quick. Because um, you saw what he did with the the chain and the, the ship. Uh, yeah, he's, he's smart. He's got some smarts to him. So I don't know. Um, Go to Vegas, bet on it. There's yeah, yeah right, <laughs> all on Kong. Um, all on Kong. I I don't know. I, I'd have to say Godzilla. I'm gonna go with Godzilla. He's gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Godzilla. Or I'm gonna go Kong. All and right. So then we'll see. We'll see wins. in okay. a couple of years. A couple of years. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll probably be on episode like close to 100 maybe by then. Maybe then, yeah. And then we'll bring it back. We'll we'll pit a pin well, in it. Well, what episode? It was episode 20 that we had to go back. Episode 20. On. We had the Godzilla talk. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. As far as as far as the item that's coming in the loot crate, mm-hmm. I'm actually hoping for a Godzilla figure. As you can see, no figures of Godzilla anywhere. They, I don't even know if there's is there a pop vinyl for Godzilla. There is. All right. Um, I think he's like uh, one of the larger ones. Yeah, you gotta um, make a you gotta make a ten inch or twelve inch. I think he's like a six inch. Six inch. He's, I think he's like what ye big. You know when the new Godzilla movie comes out, Target's gonna make a ten inch or twelve inch. They've that's got what a, Target does. Target they did always that. Makes, they when the 2014 film came out, they came out with all these Godzilla toys for the movie, and they came with one like tail action and yep. like the one that punched down, and then they made like a 20 inch toy. Yep. Well, see, they even Target made a made a 10 inch uh, T Rex. I was kind of upset because I would have totally got the 10 inch T Rex over the, the over tiny, that one. Over that one. Look at this tiny little thing. Well, then, yeah, I think I would have to go with what a huge Godzilla because they have a King Kong one too. Yep. Oh, that would be awesome. I already have a Godzilla shirt, so I really hope it's not another Godzilla shirt. But Maybe it'll be a brand new, yeah, brand new Funko Pop. That would be awesome. An exclusive. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. We talked colossal. We talked we big, did. huge, talked everything. So let's close it out like we normally do. First up, we have a contest. Um, I know I posted it on the website. I know I've only posted it once on Facebook. I haven't posted it on Instagram or Twitter. But starting uh, tonight, I will hopefully throw some stuff up, if not tomorrow morning. It's a rate and review contest. Um, you can enter two ways. You can go to our website. I have a form. Um, or you can go to iTunes, uh, rate and review, normal iTunes stuff. Make sure you subscribe. All you have to do is pick any episode. 
I'd love it to be the first one or this one because mm-hmm. you know this is where you're hearing the contest. You won't know right. it exists unless you hear it. But pick any episode that you want. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that on Facebook. So if it's not this one, you know. Um, but pick any episode, subscribe to us on iTunes, and then rate and review us. Um, and you can also enter on our website, LootTimePodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, click the contest, like and enter contest. It's right on the homepage, right there. There's also Can't a, miss it. There's also a contest uh, page. You can click on the contest page. Um, uh, you can like us on Facebook there. You can tell us what you think of the episode. You can give us a uh, review and rate us and tell us what you like. What you don't like, um, I'm not going to discriminate. Just rate and review us. Right. So if it's a horrible review, but I like what you said about us, you know, maybe it's constructive criticism. You could be the winner. The, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. We're gonna announce the winner um, on the next episode. So the, well, on the it'll be on the 15th of July episode. So the contest runs from uh, June 15th or now really, but you'll hear this on June 15th, June 31st. Um, or June 30th. There's only 30 days in June. Yeah. June 30th. Yep. June 30th. Um, and then I'll pick a winner on July 1st and I'll put it up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the winner. And then I'll announce it on the podcast and we might have you on as a special guest. Maybe. We do we'll a little see. phone thing. Ooh. Um, and the prize is January's discover loot crate. Um, and I also posted a picture of that up on the website and I'll put it on Instagram and Twitter so you guys can see it. Um, you'll probably want to know our Instagram and Twitter stuff. Uh, we're changed it again. Um, but anyone who's already liked or subscribed to us already knows it's changed, but it's loot time pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook loot time, uh, podcast. Um, you can also contact us via, via our website, click the contact link. There's a form there. You can fill out, let us know what you like, don't like, um, what you might want to see. If you want to be a guest on our show, tell us why. Um, or you can email us, loottime at yahoo.com. Uh, like us, share with your friends, um, do all that fun stuff. Lastly, um, we rarely kind of mention it, but uh, I'm working with Loot Crate to get discount codes now. Um, hopefully we'll nice. get them soon, but I don't have one right now. Check the website. We'll hopefully have one up there. But go to lootcrate.com. Subscribe for this colossal crate by uh, June 19th at 9 p.m. Central. Pacific Standard Time, so we're 11 Central Standard, no, 7 o'clock Central Standard? I think so. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. <laughs> I don't know all my time. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>